hello. Hi. Long time no talk. Well, for some of you, I am still, just so you all know, uploading every single week on Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. So I still podcast all of the time. <laughs> it feels weird to be like, oh my God, I haven't done this in so long because I do this all of the time, every single week. But long time no see on feathers in my hair. So it is about to be the holiday season and it is time for the fourth annual, can you believe it's the fourth year? Operation Santa. I want to ask you all to donate. So I figured in exchange, I would release a feathers episode (laughs) talking about Teen Mom and not just post an episode being like, give us money so we can help people. But just so you know, um, I was not able to adopt any letters via USPS this year because the website was garbage. (laughs) The traffic was, I guess, really overwhelming it. I tried for three hours and I it just it would not work. It was so frustrating. So I decided to change things a bit this year. And instead of this being USPS Operation Santa, this is feathers in my hair. Liz explains it all Operation Santa. So I put out a call for listeners whose families need help this Christmas. And I have adopted six families. These are all listeners. They are going to say 100% anonymous. Um, I want it to be basically exactly the same as Operation Santa in the past, but this year we are helping listeners instead of complete strangers, which is really special and lovely. We last year had a listener family along with the USPS families, and it was so awesome like getting to send a listener help, and I know she really appreciated it, and her kids really appreciated it. And I'm really happy to be able to do that again this year. Um, Six is a lot of families. (laughs) I probably should have limited it at four. But I just, I felt really called all of these families. I To everybody that I had to say no to or that we were full, I'm sorry. It was gut-wrenching to have to do that. But I want to make sure that we can make these six families just have an amazing Christmas. I am waiting on letters from everybody. I have them from a couple of the families, and once I get all of the Christmas letters, I am going to upload them as I always do to Instagram, and then buy gifts and wrap gifts and send gifts, and it's all through the help of Feathers My Hair listeners and, of course, Patreon listeners as well. So I'm going to put my information for Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal in this description. It's also on my Instagram I'm going to do like a link in bio situation, I guess, so you can easily find them if need be. But I appreciate all the help. Last year, we raised over $5,000. I don't know what this year is going to look like because I don't do feathers in my hair anymore, right? Like I'm not going to be on a free platform every single week, like asking people to donate money for a month. So we'll see. Um, I personally am pledging to cover anything that is not raised because I want to give these six families the experience that we've been able to do every single year. And if for some reason we don't hit like the total amount needed, I will be supplementing myself. Like I am very much ready, willing, and able to take this on. And I just hope you all can join me. I mean, (laughs) the letters I've gotten already are just, they're lovely. And the people asking for help, like it takes so much to ask for help. Like the DMs I get, I, you know, I I know 
that so many people don't reach out for help because they feel that somebody else deserves it more. I know that. But like we live in such a hard country. We live in a country that like does so little to help our citizens when it comes to a social safety net. And there are so few resources to give your kids a Christmas that like you want to be able to give them. Like, yes, there's like Angel Tree and Adopt-A-Family things through local shelters. And there are resources. But the thing that I love about the way that we do Operation Santa, we as in all of us together through Feathers in My Hair and Liz Explains, is that we give kids like an A plus Christmas. We give kids a Christmas that a family with means would give their kids. We are not just giving them clothes. We are giving them toys. We're giving makeup. We're giving name brand shit. We are letting these kids get what they want. And like I, I always reiterate not always because I've only directly talked to recipients last year, now this year. But like, let, I'm like, let your kids ask for whatever they want. Please do not limit them. Because in every single idea, every single one that I accepted, it was like, I know, like, they're either like, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I have to ask, or I know other people need it more. Or is that too much to ask for? Are, are we, like, don't feel like you need to get this for them. Like, people are so just incredibly humble asking for gifts. And I know it is so hard to ask for help. And I think especially people who maybe haven't always needed help and are in a situation for the first time in which they're not going to be able to provide Christmas for their families. And so to reach out and, like, accept help, I think is amazing. I'm a person that like always wants to help and I actually can't stand it when people won't accept help. (laughs) I'm like, accept it, just accept it. And so I'm just, I'm so glad to be able to help these families. I want to give these kids the best Christmas possible. And I thank you all so much for being on this journey with me for four years. I could look it up. I have every cent accounted for for the last three years, but I think we've done maybe four. 15, 12, over $10,000 in Operation Santa in the last three years. And I mean, that's on top of how much money have we raised for abortion? How much money do we raise for domestic violence? Like I, I just love this platform so much and I love being able to help people and the collective action of our group is always, it just always blows me away so much. And like we can do so much and sending $5 helps. Sending $1 helps. So thank you so much. A couple people have already donated. If you are able to, I know it's a really hard year, but I would really appreciate if you could. I post the gifts. You can follow along and just know that you will be really helping an anonymous family, but one that's connected to you because they listen to the same content that you do. They care about the same dumb team mom stuff that you do. And I just really look forward to be able to do this this year. So thank you so much to everybody who has participated in Operation Santa in the past. Thank you in advance for everyone who's going to donate. If you have Old Navy Super Cash, please send it my way. Uh, That's always really helpful. I'm hoping to start shopping probably next week. I am going on, I'm going out of town for Thanksgiving and then also going on vacation the following week. But I'm going to get this shit done. i hope to have everything mailed out by like December 15th ish. I usually try and aim for like the 12th to make sure that everything is there in time. So if you can 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, if you are waiting for payday or need to wait a little bit, I'll be accepting donations up until the time I'm sending stuff out because anything extra always goes to parents, right? Like we always include parents, always. If you're, I was going to say if you're a new listener, but you're not a new listener because Feathers in My Hair is not on the pot or on the air anymore. On the air. That's a funny way to talk about podcasts. But like, I know there are new listener, no new listeners, but as just a reminder, um, we always take care of whole families. Christmas is not just about giving kids gifts, and we always include gift cards for parents um, and like Visa gift cards, not like specific store gift cards. I feel passionately about this. I think it is so important. And first of all, none of the parents ever ask for anything, ever. I have never had a letter where a parent is directly asking for something ever like that they just don't do that they want help for their kids but if you are reaching out because you can't afford Christmas you probably need help too so like I said if you can't give right now but you think you'll be able to give in like a couple of weeks we will still be collecting donations so thank you all so much in advance I love Operation Santa so much I know a lot of you do too I was feeling I don't know I've been depressed this year like not in a dramatic way like <laughs> not I'm still living my life everything is truly fine but my care level has been a lot lower I think I'm also feeling like really desensitized right now to the horrors around the world um obviously I support a free Palestine and a ceasefire and a release of all hostages like <laughs> I I feel sick all of the time over this and just watching the numbers of dead people rise is so awful. And like, I just have been in not the best place. And I kind of was like, well, I don't do feathers anymore. Maybe I just won't do Operation Santa this year. And then somebody reached out and was like, hey, do you want super cash for Operation Santa? And I was like, yeah, I do. (laughs) Like, I just I can't imagine not doing it at this point. We just have been able to make such an impact that I... I don't want to skip out on doing this just because I am feeling a little low, right? Like the way to combat this low feeling, I think, is to like just continue keeping on. Um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to feeling extra depressed this year. (laughs) This is, it's just been a really hard year. And I'll be honest, like not doing feathers has really fucking helped. I, I can't really imagine what my last few months would look like if I had to do two podcasts a week. I don't I don't think that would have been really sustainable for me at this point. But with all of that said, <laughs> once again, thank you. Thank you so much. And should we talk about Teen Mom? Should we talk about Teen Mom? Here's the deal. I have not been sh- like closely keeping up with Teen Mom stuff. I read the Reddit every once in a while. I follow like the major news, but not everything. I posted on the Feathers Instagram account, like, you know, one of the little story question boxes about what people would want to hear about Teen Mom. And most of it I am aware of, but some people were asking me things where I was like, I actually don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't watch any of the last season. I have not been keeping up with like the side characters. Somebody asked me about Chelsea's lawsuit which I like had totally forgotten about. I have no update on that. I know Cheyenne and Zach are going through a ton of drama with the person who shots who shot them. His girlfriend has been like posting stuff about Zach that is troubling, but I haven't been closely enough 
following it to talk about it because I just don't care that much about Cheyenne and Zach. And let me tell you, as far like as far as my mental health goes, I actually could record two podcasts a week. That's not true. I could. But I am so glad that I don't have to force myself every single week to talk about something that I don't want to talk about. And there were a couple times that I considered like putting out an episode and I did talk about Teen Mom a couple times on Patreon, which I don't really like to do. But I decided, you know, it's it's time to talk. A lot has happened in the last almost six months, more than six months. When was my last episode? In May. And it's November. So yeah, in the last six months, a lot has happened in the Teen Mom world with our big players. Well, not like a lot, a lot, but enough to talk about. So here I am and we're going to talk about the Teen Mom cinematic universe and what our girls are up to. And let's start with, first of all, I don't have any updates on Leah because I don't, I haven't been following her. She hasn't done anything major to make the news. Although she did start a waitressing job, which I find sad. And hear me out, hear me out. I served tables for a long time. If I got fired from my job and I needed to work, I would serve tables, right? Like I there this is not a commentary on serving tables, but she has millions of Instagram followers and I find it like very I don't know, sad, weird, confusing that she's not using that platform to make money and that she's going to do like hard physical labor of waiting tables. I that it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, but I guess teen mom checks are are not what they used to be, which makes sense, right? Because I we think we think we know the paychecks were decreased and that they're not on every single episode. So I mean, shout out to Leah for getting a job, right? Like I have nothing but respect for her getting a job. I'm just not really sure like the choices that she's making. I'm just I'm just not really sure about them. Let's talk about Kale. Now, when we last chatted, I I was like sure Kale had a baby and just was not sharing it for reasons that I couldn't understand. And that was true. She had a baby named Rio last November. He just turned one. He is the son of Elijah, who is her most recent boyfriend. They've been together since... I believe shortly before Rio was conceived, (laughs) he was in the very last episode that she was on. If you remember, he like popped in to say hi, essentially. Um, But she is still with Elijah. They're not engaged or married as far as we know. But she did not talk about that baby for a full year. Um, A little bit after the baby was born, Kale was seen on camera wearing a shirt that a shirt, a necklace or a bracelet or something that said mom of seven. And everyone was like, she's pregnant with twins. And I was like, no, she's not. I was like, she could be pregnant. Because you guys know I said, I would never say Kale's not pregnant. There's always a chance that Kale's pregnant. But like, I really was like, I don't think there are twins. I really don't think there are twins. Surprise, there are twins. (laughs) Kale has had three babies in the last year. What the fuck? (laughs) That... Seven kids is such an insane amount of kids. I don't know if I talked about this before I went off air, but my best friend Thea had a fifth baby in August. It was a whoopsie baby. Uh, It got through an IUD. (laughs) It's a miracle she's here. She's like the cutest, tiniest, most perfect baby in the whole world. Like we are truly obsessed with her. I cannot wait to see her tomorrow and hold her and snuggle her and imprint on her as her favorite. Um, (laughs) 
But like, I truly cannot imagine adding another two kids in less than a year to that house because five kids is so many fucking kids. It is so many kids. And I truly cannot imagine it. Um, So according to Team Mom Chatter, I believe is the Instagram account, she already had the twins. They're a boy and a girl. The boy is named Iverson and the girl is named... Hold on, I'm going to find out. Oh, right. <laughs> she named the girl Valley. <laughs> I had seen rumors of Navy, which I actually liked. I liked the name Navy, kind of. I mean, not like in real life necessarily, but as far as like influencer baby names go, I think Navy is fine. It kind of grew on me the more I heard it. Um, Valley... It's a no for me. That's a real no for me. Iverson, it's fine. It's whatever. I think it'd be kind of cute to call him Ivy. I know Ivy is usually a feminine name, but I like playing with gender with names. Um, so I think Iverson is fine, cute. I actually really like the name Rio as far as Kale's children's name go. I think Rio is cute. Like, I feel like I'm judging Kale's baby's name on like a different level than I judge every other baby name. Right? Like after she had Lux, like, which by the way, she should have saved Lux for a girl. Lux is a much better girl's name, in my opinion. Obviously, virgin suicides, but I I feel like if somebody told me they were naming their baby Iverson, I'd be like, um, okay, like AI, like Alan Iverson, number three, that guy. Um, but like with Kale, I'm like, oh, that's not bad. Cause I'm expecting like Spurgeon level bad, right? <laughs> Jessa Duggar style. So twins, Valley and Iverson are here and Kale finally got her girl. She finally got her girl. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to say to say about Kale finally getting a girl. I don't think it's going to make her any happier, right? Like I don't think it's actually going to change anything in regards to her life because Kale's a deeply unhappy person with some serious issues some somebody in the uh online online on Instagram was like this is all adult child of alcoholic stuff that's happening with Kale right and like yeah it is she is so clearly like trying to create this family that she never had and like look I don't think Kale is a good mom I don't think Kale is the worst mom in the world I think a lot of people like want Kale's kids to hate her and I just don't think that's going to be true I mean now that she has so many of them, like, yeah, there's a chance that like one or two will go no contact with her eventually. But I think that overall, the boys quality of life, the boys and girl, (laughs) the children, the children's quality of life is like not that bad. Obviously, materially, it's quite good. I think there's a lot of instability with Kale's boyfriends and the custody stuff and everything changing and Elijah in and out and whatever. But like, I think compared to someone else that we're going to talk about in a little bit, Kale's kids will be mostly fine. I do have a lot of worry about little Rio and Iverson. Um, First of all, I'm positive the only reason she shared uh, Rio is because she then wanted to share the twins. Like she couldn't just announce that she was pregnant with twins, right? Without fucking talking about Rio first. So she had to share she was pregnant with him or that she had him and that he was a year old. And then within like a week, she's sharing that she's pregnant with these twins. I mean, I guess like God bless her for getting content. She's making money. I 
I think Kale's making a lot of money. I really do. I think between those podcasts and the brand deals and everything that she tags on Instagram, she gets really good engagement. Like, well, not really good, but she has good engagement. She has a dedicated following. Um, I I think Kale's making a lot of money, but I can't. <laughs> I doubt Kale's saving a lot of money, but I think Kale's making a lot of money. I worry that now that she has a girl, the last two boys are kind of going to become whatever to her, right? Because I, I like she was going for a girl. She was going for a girl. She had to be going for a girl with these. And now she has a girl. And I'm just, I don't know, maybe Iverson will be in a better position because it's twins and she'll like package them together in her mind. Rio feels real lost boy to me. However, I guess it is an advantage that Rio is like his father's oldest child. So hopefully Elijah is like a really attentive dad. I just can't, I cannot even imagine having three kids in under a year when you're in your 30s and you already have five other or four other kids. That's so crazy to me. <laughs> I like, I know that she has help. She has a full time nanny, she has all of the money in the world. I'm sure the older boys are really helpful, but I just mentally, physically, emotionally, I cannot imagine being in that position. So good luck, Kale. Chris is like leaving all, making all these videos about like how Kale made her, his kids hate him. And it's like, shut the fuck up, Chris. Oh, by the way, like Team Mom Chatter is absolutely directly getting their info from Chris. Like, <laughs> I feel really sure of that. I would be shocked if it was coming from someone else. If it's not Chris directly, it's someone in Chris's world. Um, All of their information has been like so accurate <laughs> in a really shocking way. It's actually kind of annoying. So I want to be like, there's no way that's fucking true. And it's true every fucking time, every time. And I think it's because essentially Lux is our source. <laughs> like I think that Lux tells his daddy and his daddy tells Team Mom Chatter. Um, which is great. I saw somebody ask, like, what about the rumors of V being the source? V's not the source, guys. V, there's no fucking way. V knows where her bread is buttered, and it's doing that bullshit podcast with Kale every week, making probably a good amount of money to do barely any work. We've talked about this extensively on Feathers in My Hair that the audience forgets that they hate these people a lot more than almost anybody in their lives, right? Like, we fucking hate Kale so much because we don't get any positives with Kale. Like, I think that Kale, when she's, like, nice and in a good mood, she's probably really fun to be around. She's funny. She likes to laugh. She can be really generous, I bet, like, with her money. Like, I think that people like Kale. Everybody seems to forgive her. I I do not see a world in which V is like leaking private information to Insta like to an Instagram account for absolutely no reward in an attempt to sabotage Kale, which only hurts V financially. Like V has absolutely nothing to gain from being that source. Chris has everything to gain because he wants to directly hurt Kale. I think people want V to be the source because people are obsessed with people online and people we don't like getting what we see is like their just desserts, right? And I think somebody like Kale especially is infuriating 
because she continues to behave like a fucking crazy person and faces no consequences for it and is rewarded. I would argue she probably faces a lot of consequences personally in her personal life. But as far as we can see, she doesn't suffer consequences for it. And so I understand like it would be fun if V was the leak, right? Because like, ah, ha, ha, fuck you, Kale. Someone you trusted fucked you over. But I just don't see what V has to gain from that. V has never been a drama queen. The only time that we've ever dealt with something related to this is that time she told Javi about the miscarriage possibly being not his or an abortion or whatever she told him. That was also when she was like 24, you know, like she was so young. Did she even have her baby yet at this point? I can't remember. I'm not sure she had her baby yet or her baby was very young. Like that was a totally different time. I think she also felt a lot of loyalty to Javi because Joe and um, V liked Javi, especially at that point, And they knew how much Isaac liked Javi. I just I don't see any world in which V is like leaking information because the it would hurt Kale, but it would hurt V more because Kale would keep going, right? Like it doesn't really matter that much that this stuff leaks for Kale. I'm sure it's frustrating that her private life doesn't stay private, but it there are no actual like long-term negative consequences for it. But if she found out that V was giving information to an Instagram account, there would be long-term serious consequences for V in which like a major pay source would be ripped right out of her hands. So I just don't see that to be true. I really worry about Kale. I really do. I this all of her behavior is just like so unwell in a really subtle way. Subtle feels like the wrong word. <laughs> in a way that people who want to see it see it, but people who don't want to are like really able to ignore it, which is why she has so many fans still and so many people who engage with content. By the way, the amount of people I see on Reddit being like nobody fucking cares about Kale's babies. And it's like, okay, then why are we getting eight posts every fucking day about the secret baby? (laughs) Of course people care. And I think that Kale has like built her own fan base outside of Teen Mom. I'm sure a lot of people found her podcast via knowing Kale from Teen Mom. But I think that she has like a whole new world that exists outside of the Teen Mom universe. And guess what? Like people care. People care about her having kids. Um, I saw a funny thing about how like there's no point in Kale announcing anything because all of this leaked anyway. And I'm like, no, no, no. It leaked to us fucking freaks who are still following Teen Mom News. (laughs) Like, yeah, it leaked. We all know this because some random ass Instagram account is sharing it. But I would bet the majority of Kale's fans really only get Kale news from her or if it's like in People Magazine or Us Weekly or whatever the tabloid that's reporting on team mom stuff right now is like they they don't know what team mom chatter is posting so it actually is necessary for kale to announce all this stuff because i think the majority of people who engage with her do not care about teen mom drama which is crazy but also i like i have to give it up to kale she is the only one of these people that has like really cultivated a brand chelsea has lucked into her brand (laughs) I give Chelsea credit. I mean, that bitch is about to be on her second season of her spinoff of her own show. So like props to her for that. Truly no talent or taste and has a design show. By the way, have you guys like watched any of those episodes? I haven't actually watched, but I've looked at the before and afters. They are so bad. She is she has the worst taste. 
And yet she has a show on HGTV about to get its second season. But Chelsea has left so much money on the table by not working nearly as hard as she could have, right? Like Chelsea should be Lauren Conrad. I've talked about this. Chelsea should have a fucking empire. If Kale had a quarter of the likability that Chelsea had, (laughs) that bitch would take over the world. Kale hustles. Kale has built herself a brand. And like, I have to give her credit for that. I don't have to give her credit, though, for having seven children, seven children by four different men. And I don't really care about that in terms of like morality and like sleeping around. The way people talk about Kale is so gross. And nothing reminds me that I like have such a bubble than when I see people call Kale stuff, stuff like a cum dumpster or a whore. I'm like, people don't talk like that anymore. And it's like, yeah, dummy, they do. Just not in like my highly cultivated like life, my timelines and the people that I talk to in real life, like nobody I know in real life would call someone a cum dumpster. But then I get on Reddit and Twitter or whatever and see it and I want to throw up. It's so gross. It's just such a gross way to talk about women. And also like not for nothing. Gail, I don't think has slept with that many guys. Like she has four baby dads. Let's say she slept with five other people outside of that. Like that would put her at nine partners. That is not a lot for a 30-something-year-old woman. Like, Kale, I actually don't think sleeps around, really. She just gets pregnant. (laughs) Kale's a relationship girly. I think that she always has a regular guy. If she's not necessarily in a relationship with him, they are very much like friends with benefits situation. Like, I don't think Kale sees a lot of guys, actually, or has slept with a lot of guys throughout her life. I don't think Kale is a whore or anything like that. Um, But I do think it is fucking crazy to have four, like, families to navigate, essentially. That's crazy. I cannot imagine doing that. I also wonder what it looks like for the older kids now that she has three kids with Elijah, because, like... It's one thing when you have one baby with someone, but she's got a whole family with Elijah now. And I'm definitely curious, like, how that fits in with the older kids. I hope they're okay. I mean, as far as we know, none of them have asked to live with their dad full time. I I think they're okay. I do think they're okay. I think there will be long-term consequences for this, of course. How could there not be? But all things considered, I don't know. Kale's done okay. Kale's done an okay job. But like, I, I'm very curious what Kale's next 10 to 15 years looks like. I think there's going to be a lot of challenges if her and Elijah split, like dealing with four different custody situations. That is crazy. That is really crazy. And I think that she likes it. Honestly, I think she does. I think she wouldn't admit that. She would definitely not admit that. But I think that Kale likes the chaos. I mean, she Kale in the chaos. Ha, 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 ha. I think she likes the emotional hurt it brings to her because she is a person that hates herself. And I think that like the punishment aspect of constantly putting yourself in such emotionally awful situations like she does. Ugh, she needs she needs help. She needs real help. And I mean, prayers up for all of Kale Lowry's kids. All right. I saw a lot of people ask about Ryan Edwards. I have not been closely, closely following him. 
I believe he has a new girlfriend is my understanding. He's definitely not with Mackenzie. He is still in the halfway and or sober sober living situation, whatever, whatever he's in. And he is supposedly doing well, except that he got arrested a couple weeks ago for fucking going like 140 miles per hour on a motorcycle and then was still able to cop to a really good plea deal a couple days later for the previous DUI. Like he is a menace. Driving that fast on a motorcycle is a death wish. He's trying to kill other people. Look, for everyone's sake, I hope Ryan is sober because I hope anybody that struggles with substance abuse is sober. I seriously question the judgment of Macy. If you have been looking at Instagram, you would see that in the last couple months, Bentley has been pictured with Ryan quite a few times. And look, on one hand, I get it. That's his dad, right? And all Macy has wanted for years was for Ryan to step up and be a dad. Bentley is also old enough to like choose when he sees Ryan or not, if he wants to see Ryan or not. But I feel like everyone has like collectively forgotten that he beat the shit out of Mackenzie and absolutely destroyed his children's home. I will never forget those pictures ever. I remember like expecting them to be bad and was still stunned at how bad they were. He is a physically abusive person and I don't really think that that's just drug dependent. I think he has been an asshole for a really, really, really long time. He is not a nice person and I don't think he cares about others. So my question is to Macy, like after you see the pictures of that house, how do you let your son be around him? And I do think she's in a rock and a hard place. And I understand this desire of like Bentley wanting to have happy memories with his dad. I I don't know what I would do in Macy's situation. I really don't. But I am kind of like you that man just beat Bentley's stepmom or like the mother of Bentley's siblings. Like, you know that, right? Like he beat her up. He like spit in her face. He choked her. Why do you want your son to be around him? At what point does a mom as a mom say, I don't really care if you're sober. You are a violent abuser and you can't be around my son. Um, I just, I, I find it curious. I find it very curious that Macy has suddenly like embraced Ryan and the rest of the family for the first time in 10 years when his behavior has been at the absolute worst that it's ever been. And I ho- like I said, hopefully he's sober. I'm sure he has a new girlfriend because this is Ryan Edwards and he's never gone a day in his fucking life without a girlfriend. (laughs) Ryan, I bet, has had a girlfriend since he was 10. I would bet any amount of money that Ryan has been single for a collective one month in the last 25 years. I, I really would believe that. Of course he has a girlfriend. Of course he does. Of course he has a rehab girlfriend. That's the most Ryan shit ever. I, there was speculation for a little bit that he got back with Mackenzie because she was wearing her ring again. But thank God that does not seem to be true. I'm really rooting for Mackenzie Edwards. Do I think she's a good person? No, of course not. Of course, I don't think she's a good person. But I also think that she could be a good person or a better person. Right. And she's got those three little kids. And I'm just shook by what Ryan did to that house. <laughs> I'm still not over it. I'm still not over it. And I don't think Mackenzie's even... 30 yet. Is she even 28? I need to see how old she is. Hold on. 
She's 26 years old. Oh my God, she's still so fucking young. So do I think that she was not a great person at 21 or whatever when she was driving with Ryan when he was blacked out and nodding off while driving? No, I think she was a bad person then. I think she was making bad decisions. I think she put her kid in an unsafe situation. I think she constantly made idiotic decisions. But I hope that this whole situation has given her some clarity. I hope she's grown up a little bit. And I hope that she makes some serious changes with her future partners to not, you know, not put these type of men in her children's lives anymore. Because now it's three vulnerable children. Oh, God. I wonder if Ryan sees those kids. I'm assuming they have a Bentley-like setup in which the kids go to see Jen and Larry. Although, I don't know. I'm... I'm curious if Mackenzie will be as generous, I'm using that in quotation marks, with Jen and Larry as Macy was, right? Like, all things considered, they bitched a lot about Macy, but she let Bentley go over there every single weekend of his life until he was, what, 10? Like, he was over there every weekend. He was there a lot and she really allowed that to happen and she allowed him to have a very close relationship with his grandparents. And I'm I'm curious if Mackenzie will allow that same thing because the ending of Mackenzie and Ryan is just so different from the end, ending of Ryan and Macy. Oh God, little Bentley. He's like 15 years old. <laughs> He's literally 15 years old. We are so old. Did you guys know that? We're so old. We're collectively so fucking old. So God bless little Bentley and Hudson and Stella and Jagger. And sure, let's throw in Maverick and Jade too. (laughs) While we're at it, should we also God bless Gail's kids? (laughs) Oh my God, Kaylin, Macy, just making some interesting choices. By the way, do you guys see that Tyler's on OnlyFans? I think Tomlin looked at his dick. (laughs) I'm uninterested in that. I think that men on OnlyFans is almost exclusively for other men, which like truly get it. Like if Tyler wants to do gay gay for pay stuff, like I'm all for it. They've got some debts to pay off. (laughs) I hope Kate and Tyler are are okay. I do. I, I just still have such a soft spot in my heart for Kate. Somebody asked what's going on with Amber. I don't have any fucking clue. She must not be doing anything because she's not getting posted on Reddit. I have no clue what's going on with Amber. I hope she's okay, question mark. Probably has a new boyfriend, right? Like, I I guess we would have to watch the show to keep up with Amber. So sorry, I don't have any Amber information. Should we all take a collective breath now? In through our nose, out through our mouth. And we're going to talk about Janelle because, whoa, boy, is shit going on with Janelle. Ooh, okay, where to even start? So back in March or whatever, Janelle got full custody of Jace. I think you can go back and listen to episode one or two of Feathers in My Hair, and I bet in it I said that eventually Jace will go between Barb and Janelle's house. I've always felt this way. The writing has always been on the wall for me. I don't know why so many people can't see that Barb is a raging bitch. Like Barb is a bitch. She is fucking mean. She is nasty. She screams. 
I wouldn't be surprised if she hits the kids. Like, Barb is not a nice woman. Barb stepped up for Jace 100%, but Barb is not nice. And there's a reason that Janelle and all of her siblings are so awful. And a part of that is Barb, not all because of her. They also had an abusive father. There's also brain chemistry. But living in Barb's house of horrors of her screaming all of the time did not help anyone. I don't know how anybody can watch maybe seasons like one through three of Teen Mom 2 and be shocked that Jace did not end up feeling like that was a stable home for him. He, Do you guys remember how he she used to scream at Janelle while holding Jace? Like, they scream. Barb has very little emotional regulation, and there's no way that wasn't going to impact Jace. Now, with all of that said, she is obviously the better choice in living with Janelle obviously. But I always suspected that Janelle would let him smoke weed. Janelle would let him play video games all he wanted. There'd be no rules. There'd be yelling and stuff. But like at least at Janelle's house, you can get high with Janelle, right? Like you can't do that at Barbara's house. So I kind of figured he would spend his teen years going back and forth between the two. So I was not surprised whatsoever to see Janelle get custody. I think a lot of people were surprised. No, not surprised at all. So starting this summer, I guess at the end of the summer, because school was already in session, um, maybe like August-ish. By the way, how the fuck is it Thanksgiving this week? <laughs> I almost just even said next week. Thanksgiving is in three days. What the fuck, guys? <laughs> how is that even possible? But Jay started running away. And it happened a couple times. And it was like missing for a few hours climbed out the window, but Jace is back. It's okay. But he was continuously running away. And I got real nervous because here's the deal. Jace is running away from Janelle's. He chose not to live with Barbara anymore as far as we know, right? He he definitely had a say in all of that, or I'm assuming he had a say in all of that. Where's Jace going to go? Because the state doesn't just let you keep running away, right? Like they're because the cops are involved every time. Like, I think it first came out the first time he ran away because the cops posted on Facebook. The county cops, like, posted on Facebook, like, we're looking for this child. Oh, poor Jace. Poor Jace. So eventually it escalates to Jace was missing for a significant amount of time. I believe 48 hours. That's really fucking scary. Jace is 14, just a reminder. It's also coming out that Janelle has Jace off all his medications, which I I can't even imagine. I saw someone on Reddit asking if that would be medical neglect. And like to me, yes, ethically and morally, taking somebody off their mental health medications is fully medical neglect. I'm not so sure a judge in North Carolina would agree. Um, the reality is, is that ADHD meds in like SSRIs or whatever. What are they called? Non-SSRIs? I can't. Psychotropic? Is that what it is? Whatever. Medicine for mental health issues that are not ADHD. I would be unsurprised if a judge did not believe that a parent should be forced to give their kids that, right? Like they are controversial medicines. There is still a lot of stigma around kids being on medicine, which is a whole thing, but it is real. It is there. So I don't know if like medical neglect will ever come into play, even though it should 
because I can't even imagine for Jace, he moves to Janelle's, they take him off all his medication and no shit he starts acting out. So Jace goes missing. Thank God he's eventually found. And then information starts coming out. And the information is that David beat up Jace and that it happened in front of his girlfriend's house, Jace's girlfriend's house, and it happened on a ring camera, and he was caught on camera. Jace went to the hospital, and then he was placed back in Barbara's care. David has subsequently been arrested or charged with, I don't know if he like got formally arrested or what, um, child abuse charges, I believe only misdemeanors. There's been a lot of talk about what's going on with the other kids. At first, we were hearing like CPS isn't allowed to go talk to the kids. So they're going to talk to them at school. Now it seems that those kids are not in school. Unfortunately, Ensley and Kaiser, that really, really scares me. If Ensley and Kaiser are not in school, that that really, really scares me. The only reason I don't think that's necessarily true is is because CPS is clearly involved right now. And we know that CPS made Marissa go back to school. I actually personally know somebody who, somebody I worked with, her daughter, she was like, my daughter's doing online school. She's doing online school. And then like come to find out because something else happened with another kid, with another one of her kids and CPS gets involved that she just like fully wasn't going to school. And like CPS ordered that she had to go back like to in-person school. So I would be kind of shocked if CPS was cool with Janelle and David homeschooling at this point in time. But I'm also like not totally sure how that works. I think they're also being like very by the book in this case, because if you'll remember when the kids were taken in 2019, is that when that happened? 2019, 2018, one of those times, I think it was 2019. Uh, The only reason I reason they got them back was because of a misstep by CPS, like a legal technicality in which a judge throughout the whole case. So I would imagine they're being very, very careful. I would be terrified to be a social worker on this case, to be honest. Um, I would be completely uninterested in being a social worker on this case. David is such a scary man. Janelle is such a scary woman. I know we talk so much about David, but I've always said I can see Janelle being the one that kills someone with one of those guns because David at least I think has a a full understanding of what happens when you shoot a gun at someone. Like I think if David kills someone, it won't be like in the heat of the moment, right? Like it will be because he wants to kill that person. I've always been more scared of Janelle having access to guns. Don't get me wrong. It terrifies me that David can still have those guns, but it like really scares me because Janelle is so impulsive and Janelle has no foresight and no perception. And I will never forget that fucking car chase in which she had that gun out. She would have shot that guy a hundred percent. It's actually incredibly lucky that she did not shoot him. She is so, she just has no impulse control whatsoever. And I don't think she was really raised around guns. I don't think she's like an actual gun person. And I can see a situation in which Janelle picks up a gun and shoots a social worker before I see David doing it. Because I think Janelle would do it without thought, right? Like the gun's on the table and a social worker is demanding she comes in and is screaming at her. And I can see Janelle like agreeing to do it. A lot of the stuff Janelle has been posting has been crazy. It's been absolutely crazy. One that really stood out to me 
first of all, she's been making posts about Jace, which is so fucking sad. They're so mean. They're so mean. Mm, they really, they really, really upset me. Basically, you know, like he's ungrateful. Me and my husband are amazing parents. All of our other kids are happy. And one of them, she said, my kids just want me to be happy. Talking about Kaiser and Ensley. And that is the craziest sentence to ever be muttered about children. Yeah, there are some like really empathetic kids that like desperately want their parents to be happy for sure. And especially when those empathetic kids are living in a really toxic situation, they take on like that codependent role of like fixing the situation. But like the idea that like your kids want you to be happy is like your main motivating factor and not my kids are happy, (laughs) right? Like that's not how Janelle thinks. Janelle only thinks of herself. She does not think of her children. Her posts are getting more and more insane, of course. A hundred percent Barbara is the villain in this. Barbara is evil. Barbara's abusing Jace by giving him medicine. Um, there's been some rumors. I have no idea how accurate they are that like uh child therapists and doctors are really hesitant to get involved in Jace's case because Janelle and David the wrath of them is so awful. Um, a Yelp review came up recently of a doctor that Jace must have seen, like a neurologist, where David is just making crazy accusations. Like, I I wouldn't, I don't know if I was a doctor or a therapist, I might be unwilling to take on an Eason family case, right? Like, if you know what David and Janelle are like, and it sucks for Jace, it's so unfair for Jace, but I wouldn't be shocked if that was true. I'd be a little surprised, but I wouldn't be like absolutely shocked if that was true that Jace is unable to get the right help that he needs because doctors are just unwilling to take that on or mental health professionals, I should say, not just doctors. But Jace has been back with Barbara since the incident in which he was physically assaulted by David, and we hadn't really been hearing that much about it until last night when we found out Jace had run away again. He ran away from Barbara's and was missing for two days. He's in the hospital, supposedly, still. Here's the deal, guys. Jace is going to get arrested. He's going to juvie. I'm kind of assuming he's going to be placed in residential treatment now because they're not going to send him back to Janelle's. Oh, also, supposedly, Janelle's been, according to The Sun, as of today, Janelle's been ordered to attend intensive therapy and also have regular drug tests. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, But Jace does not have a safe place to live at this time. They're absolutely not sending him to Janelle's. I mean, there's a no contact order right now between Janelle and Jace. Only he is allowed to contact her, but she's not allowed to initiate contact. And supposedly they have not had contact this entire time. Supposedly he was really upset about the stuff Janelle was posting online, which how could he not be, right? Like she was coming at him, basically. Poor Jace. But... I don't know if the courts are going to let him go back to Barbara's because this is definitely not the first incident. This is the first time we're hearing about him running away from Barbara's, but like the lead up to him moving in with Janelle involved fire setting, involved running away. There was a lot of really serious behavioral issues and Barb is like very clearly not equipped to deal with them. Beyond the fact that Barb is a bitch, she's so old now. That sounds fucked up. (laughs) 
But she's like, I think like 71. She's in her 70s. Barbara was older when she had Janelle. Like Barbara is an older woman and running after a 15-year-old or 14-year-old who's physically bigger than you um, and has a lot of impulse and behavioral issues. I'm not sure it's totally safe for Barb to have Jace there. And I don't say that as a knock on Jace. Jace is an innocent child who has been put in the worst possible situation since he was before he was born, actually. I would say since he was born, but that's not true. Janelle used her whole pregnancy. There's no like she was smoking pot, but I'm sure she was also drinking and doing other drugs. Like Jace has never had a fair shot. He doesn't have an active father or any relationship with his father's side of the family. And he was raised by Barbara with Janelle sometimes. Like he had no chance. And so I do not blame him if he is physically acting out, right? And I think it it would be age-appropriate behavior for somebody in his situation, in his environment, to be a physical threat to Barbara. Um, I'm wondering if she wants him back, right? Like, I, she loves Jace. She, Barbara loves Jace. There's, I do not doubt that for a second. She loves that child. She also loves Janelle, right? And that's part of the reason she raises Jace, because she loves Janelle. Um, I don't I don't doubt for one second that Barbara loves Jace, but I'm wondering if it's a safe home for her if Jace is there as an older woman who's not that strong. Right. It really it just really, really worries me. And if he can't go to Janelle's and he can't go to Barbara's, where does he go? They he doesn't have stable aunts and uncles. They don't really have extended family as far as we know. So he goes to resident. Well, he goes into the system. And here's the deal. Um, a, a boy that is 14 years old and is has major behavioral issues the way that Jace does. I can't even imagine what his file looks like. He's not going into a foster home. It's very unlikely he'd go into a foster home. It's possible. It's possible. Don't get me wrong. It's possible. But it's unlikely because... Nobody wants to take in a 14-year-old boy with anger and aggression issues who runs away. They just don't. And I can't really blame a foster parent for not wanting to bring that into their home, right? Like, that's a dangerous situation. Usually foster parents have, or people who foster have other children in the home, whether they be biological or foster or adopted. Like, there are other kids in the situation. Like, it, he has a high level of needs that I'm not sure they'll be able to find a foster home that would be willing to take him. So what does that mean? He goes to the group home. I don't know if you guys watch Shameless, but you know, in season two, is it season two, three, three, when the kids get taken and uh, Lip and Ian have to go to that like boys home, that's the type of place that Jace would be going to. In my county, it's literally located in the juvenile hall. It's so fucked up. It's so fucked up. The residential treatment center is in the juvenile detention facility. Different wings, but they're in the same place. They are lockdown facilities for the most part. Um, I I don't see another option. I hope there's another option. I pray there is another option for him. But I, I, I don't see it. Jace needs to be somewhere where he is safe, but also that like others are safe around him. I don't really know how safe he would be in residential. 
but I, I, if he keeps running away also, by the way, and like, if he's doing shit when he's running away, like he's going to get arrested. He's going into the system. There is zero way. Well, not, I shouldn't say that. I think it is very luck- likely that Jace will be arrested soon at some point. He's going to start getting arrested. His behavior is really bad. And even though it's no fault of his own, right? Like he has been put into such an awful situation at a certain point, like consequences start adding up. And then once you have been arrested once, it's a lot easier to get arrested again and get arrested again. So we're still waiting to hear what's going to happen with Jace. I hope he can go back to Barbara's, I guess. I hope that's a safe situation for both of them and he's able to go there. If not, I hope there's a safe foster home for him. But I think that Jace is going to be in a residential group home situation. And that's really fucking tough. And the crazy thing is, like, or at least to me, a crazy thing is, is like, his family has money. They were on TV for how many years? Like, they have money. They have the, they have resources that the majority of children in foster care, their parents will never have. And he's still ending up in this situation. And it just goes to show like how important mental health is and that you can have all of the resources in the world. But if you are a toxic person who is unwilling to take care of themselves and get help for themselves, your kids can still end up in foster care. It's mm, I just I feel so sad for him with holidays coming up. Princess always says that Jace's best bet would be like if he has a friend or even a girlfriend whose parents will let him live there. And I agree with that. But then also, once again, like if he is setting fires or running away and engaging in this behavior, I don't most adults probably would not let him live there. So ultimate prayers up for Jace. Janelle is beyond a piece of shit, like beyond a piece of shit. And I will say, though, at least a lot of her, like, newfound TikTok fame, right, where people are like, she's changed. She has Jace back. Um, They've discovered David Easton. <laughs> this whole thing has been impossible for them to avoid, and now they realize how how bad the situation is and that Janelle has not changed and Janelle has not taken any accountability. Um, my favorite was when she... <laughs> Posted that video of her like lip syncing along to Prime by Kesha, which is, by the way, one of my favorite songs. I just think it's so beautiful and powerful. And like directing it at Barbara and everyone's like, bitch, what are you talking about? (laughs) Your husband beat your kid. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) She also posted a TikTok recently where it was like, you're choosing your your kids or you're choosing David over your kids. And she's like, why do I have to choose? Huh? So I can't ever be in love. And it's like, you have to choose because you live with an abuser. What are you talking about, Janelle? But Janelle's abuser in herself, right? Like, Janelle, Janelle's problems are not because of David. If she leaves David, that's not, that's going to fix the David problem, but it doesn't fix the Janelle problem. First of all, she's not going to stay single. She's going to find just another loser. And it's only going to be a loser because no sane, normal, healthy guy would ever be with Janelle. Of course not. But like, it, David is... David is an issue. Please don't get me wrong. I don't want to say David is not the issue because he absolutely is an issue. He's not the main issue. The main issue is Janelle and that she's constantly putting her children and herself in incredibly dangerous situations and that she doesn't give a fuck. She cares about herself, herself only. Oh, God, I hate her so much. 
I really she's just such a bad person she's a really bad person and of course her and David are gloating about this most recent runaway because why wouldn't they because they don't give a fuck about Jace they just want to be right okay I was just looking through like the ask me anything box and 99.9 percent of them were about Kale Ryan and Janelle but one person did say what about Kate getting distance from April and thank you so much for asking that because I totally forgot about this but Kate has been having like this major family drama involving her sister and her mom and it seems like Kale or Kate has really put some distance between her and April and I'm really proud of her as I said I have such a soft spot for her I hope she's okay I think coming to terms with the fact that April is still a monster is probably so painful for her because I think it's very, very, very clear that Caitlin put April's abuse of her in a little box, put it on the shelf, pushed it to the back of the shelf, and put everything else in front of it and never thought about it again. But it comes up constantly because she's not dealt with that. We saw it on the Team Mom family reunion, the way that April was acting. That was really bad. Then seeing her sister and I believe her little brother and her mom like coming after her when all she's ever done is help them. I hope that she's back in therapy. And I hope that she's like really actually digging into this. And I I really feel for her because I think she's having how old is she now? Probably 32 or 33. I think she's probably experiencing 33 years worth of emotions when it comes to her mom. And I think that accepting that April was sorry and that she forgave April helped her put one foot in front of the other for a long time. Um, Kate is like a very depressed person with serious mental health issues, right? Like we know that to be true. And I think one of the ways that she was able to keep soldiering on through this world is by like just accepting that April's changed and that everything is better now and also like relying on April for help with the kids, which has always been fucking crazy. Remember when they were going to leave Nova with Butch one time overnight? That was really crazy. Um, But I, I, I think that that's been like a big part of her ability to like keep going and I worry what happens when she like actually addresses. I think in the long run, it will be so much better for her, but I'm sure it's incredibly painful to kind of accept the truth that you've always known, but you wouldn't let yourself yourself accept. I'm proud of her. That's a really big step. I, I just think that at the end of the day, like Kate and Tyler are decent people. Do I think they're great people? No, absolutely not. Do I think they're even like very good people? No. I think they're decent people who are trying to make their children's lives better. It's basically how I feel about Leah Messer, too, where I think she's like a decent person, not a very high intelligence, who's kind of been gifted this situation in which they can like raise their socioeconomic standards, who desperately want to do better for their children, but like aren't totally sure how and aren't doing like a perfect job, but literally who is doing a perfect job and aren't even necessarily doing a great job, but they're trying and their children's lives are so significantly different from their own. I mean, like I could cry thinking about how different Kate's children's lives are to her childhood and Leah's too, right? Like those girls are riding horses and cheerleading and yeah, material stuff isn't everything, but like Compared to Leah's childhood where she went to like 20 different schools because she moved every other month, like her childhood was so bad and so was Caitlin's and like she's given a really beautiful life to her three children that she has 
that she's raising and also hopefully Carly. I hate when people are like, Carly lives an amazing life with Brandon and Teresa. We don't fucking know. I hope she does. She could live a great life. She could have a bad life. She could have an in-between life. We don't know. I hope Carly has a good life. But I, I, we do know that Nova, Veda, and Raya have seemingly a pretty good life. They have two parents that are there in the home who really love them, who are trying, and they have the financial means to do a lot. And for that, like, I commend them. I commend them for trying. I commend them for really trying to be better. And do I think that they've broken all of the cycles? No, of course not. And Kate having April around her and also those kids has always been a major issue and always worth a side eye and always like a big factor in Kate not totally healing, whatever that even means. I don't know. Can anybody totally heal? But I'm really proud of her for realizing that her family is bad and that she needs to deal with it and she needs to face it. And I hope that she's able to continue on with this path unless April makes some really serious changes, which I would be pretty shocked at this point. But also, I'm a believer and everybody can change if they want to. So I think that's it for my team mom catch up. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear from me every week, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. And please help me with Operation Santa so we can help these six families have a great Christmas. Love ya. Who knows when I'll check back in? You know, I always said Feathers is on a hiatus. It's not over for good. I do want to do a free plot. I do want to do a free podcast. I just don't know what it would be about. So, you know, don't unsubscribe, I guess. <laughs> you never know when a, an episode will pass, pass up when an episode will pop up. Love you guys. If you're in America, have a good Thanksgiving. Bye.